Hey, sweetness, let me just continue with what I was just saying because I was blessed to hear someone's video right after posting. Really, I was still preparing my post and I think I just heard someone say, um, take your mask off. Make sure you gather in larger numbers than is allowed. And uh, don't social distance. That's what I heard somebody say, and she's got at least 1,000, 2,000, 6,000 people who are listening to her. And I, she sounded in other ways, in some ways, like such a lovely woman. And I <clears throat> marvel at what I just heard. I marvel at it because um, I don't think she knows my neighbor who lives upstairs who weighs something between 90 and 110 pounds. I say that because I I think it's closer to 90, but I don't want to assume that. I really don't. But my neighbor hasn't been out of her apartment hardly at all. Um, there are certain minerals or vitamins she's unable to <clears throat> digest at this moment. <clears throat> and so that has compromised some of her immune system and made her incredibly susceptible to some things that <clears throat> just make going outside not so smart. Not so smart. Because she wants to live. So to save her life, she has... Uh, ordered things in and and just been super careful and uh, she doesn't know my husband who was considered high risk and so a lot of my movements were incredibly careful incredibly careful particularly in those very first months <clears throat> when we didn't know much at all about what was going on and some of the things that people thought were you know but but past that, she she doesn't know this child. And I'm like, I can't get into details. I don't know a lot of details, and they're not my details to get into anyway. But I'll tell you, she doesn't know the child who is fighting for his life. I'm going to say he was. I pray in the name of Jesus that he's so much better now. Because he had... He has had COVID in the ICU. And I've known two pastors in the ICU. And uh, I've known three relatives over 70. One who I know had COVID because they were rushed to the emergency and put on oxygen. But the other two think they had it as well. Um, She doesn't know them. She doesn't know the Facebook friend. Uh, whose spouse was in the hospital. And um, she doesn't know the person who was in the hospital for 69 days. And she doesn't know the nurses that are crying as they get vaccinated because of the life that they've been living, watching people die, watching people fight for their lives, watching people get sick, watching families worry Watching their own families 
wonder how to live with them because they're living in this. Watching some other colleagues not come in because they're on sick leave. Um, Watching themselves get tested and hoping all is well because this is how they put food on their table, you know. Um, Watching the toll um, as they endure what makes no sense to their hearts or their minds. There's so many people that she doesn't know. And if she knew the men she loved them, I feel like her testimony would be different. Okay? That's the first piece of what I want to say. And I'm sure it sounds pious even, you know, not pious in a negative way, but I just mean, you know, we're a lot of people who agree, would agree passionately with what I just said. But just before I was going to grab the phone and chat with you about this, I was thinking about something. I, um... hear from the Lord in such um, full words, just full, you know, where first time I was listening, I would hear, let's say, a word, one single word, and it frankly felt amazing, like I heard a word. <laughs> it's a word. It's not a word I made up. It's it's a word. It's it came from heaven. You know, just wow, a word. That word. You know. I wonder what that word is about. I heard a word. Thank you, God. You told me a word, right? And at some point, He'd give me a phrase, and at some point, He gave me a sentence, and at some point, I had lots of sentences, and. Uh, some point I had paragraphs, some point I had pages, pages, I could go 10 pages of hearing him. Sometimes I'd hear him and then write. And sometimes I wrote just as I heard. <clears throat> but I could truly hear, I could hear the way that I'm talking to you now, I could hear. I could hear in a way that if you were standing in front of me, I could just open my mouth and tell you as I heard what I was hearing. And I certainly went through many seasons of, okay, is this you? And what is this? And have I heard well? And how do I hear well? And how do I discern? And, you know, how do you do this, right? But, of course, he's the author of my coming into all of that continually. Well, and then I would share what I heard. And I do. I share what I hear. And I've even recently, as I've been putting together a book, been asking, how do I do this? You know, how do I share what I've heard? I had a pastor who said, hey, give me vitamins. Meaning, as you talk to us, give it to me like a little bit. And I tried it, tried to give a little bit, and I found it really hard. I didn't know how it's like a you know fire hydrant I didn't know how to be more than off or on in some ways in some ways circumstantially get me in context I'm in conversation that's different but when I was just giving out a word it would just flow and that speaks to me though of the people I don't know that take it in oh I don't know the people that guilt themselves or 
the people that hear, but they're not hearing from the Lord. And so, you know, they hear a word and they think, you know, <clears throat> I don't know, they can fly, whatever. Um, the stewardship that we get, it's not just her with her, you know, her placement of philosophy and politics and maybe even theology. It's all of us. We have these ways we are in the world. And we've got our reasons for being the ways that we are. There are some people who are incredibly angry. There are people who have tended to be just so naive, just kind of walking right into walls, you know, as if they're open doors. There have been so many people who literally live by fear, you know. Can I step out of my house? Can I get into my car? Can I go to a grocery store? Having nothing to do with this year, just in general. Um, There are people who have lived by lust. There are people who have lived by greed. There are people who have lived just for the con, man. Just for the con, you know. Just maybe not even for the win of the con. Just, Just to be in there in the game. And there are some people who've just lived to win. To win. But everybody has a value. Everybody has something important to them. Everybody's got a cause, even if it's themselves. You know, to make sure that they're happy or, you know, they're healthy or they're fed or, I don't know, they're getting their eight hours of sleep or, um, you know, they get their five hours of this a week, whatever. But we all have stuff that matter to us. Things that we deliver to the world. Ways that we find pleasure. Things that we want to make sure they happen. Things that we want to make sure they don't happen. We all have our values, right? Number one, um, we want to tell the Holy Spirit, however strong I feel about anything, I'm willing to lay it down for you. I asked myself this morning, like, Lord, why do I not have a clue about which way about some things and forgot that it wasn't that long ago that I said to him, hey, I want to know the truth. And it was particularly about one thing. Um, And I found myself this morning with a lot of information and not a ton of bearings. Like, I didn't know, I hear all that, but then where do I land, right? And so what God allowed me to have this morning, which I hadn't actually realized, was an, an, a sense of being overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed. There were a lot of literal voices, you know, people I know, things that I've heard that I, someone feels incredibly convicted concerning, you know, very strongly feeling, and then somebody feeling something else, and something I heard from God, and then something that I think I also heard from God, and then I just, what do I do with that? And I didn't have the bandwidth. I didn't have the training. I didn't have the experience, the skill. I didn't have the anointing it that I could grasp or unpack, utilize. I didn't know how, if I had it, to help me get to where I needed to be, where I could really land and have a clue. And sometime later, after I sent a couple of SOSs out to a couple of friends, the Lord really brought me into a a place. It was helpful. And I was reminded that he does not leave me out on a limb very long. He has actually sometimes 
um, often enough allowed me not to have a clue about something. And I have felt overwhelmed at times, but that's usually a time I cleave to him, call out to him, seek him, seek wisdom, seek guidance, um, seek counseling. What, what, what do you hear? You know, what do you hear here? Praise you, Jesus. Well, I think what I want to say <laughs> as this woman's video led me to want to speak, but even before I said a word, I got this sense of myself and my having a lot to share and my asking God very recently about that. So you've asked me to do this, and then I'm pretty sure I heard that. Are you saying no? Like, you know, where do I go with there? With that there. Beloved, I feel like what I'm hearing is in lieu of having a direct word from the Lord about what to do and when, I think we can let a couple of things be our guide. One of them is peace, where we have a personal peace. And I think the woman that I heard it earlier would be like, yeah, I got lots of peace about it. You know, I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that. But the other thing is love. There's something about when we love, it changes how we do things. Um, yeah, when I had counseling from my pastor, I was preaching and he's like, oh, yes, now can you just give me... A, just a little bit, not a lot of this, just for the folk that, and I thought, oh yeah, I don't, I don't know how to do that. Yes, absolutely I can. And what I found is when I had my own band of beloved community, it was easy because I'm talking to people. There are their eyes right there. I've got all kinds of content in me, right? But I'm delivering it to them. And so what matters even more than what I've planned to say, is it reaching them and how it's reaching them and how they're doing as I'm chatting. And, and as we go, their reception's actually changing what I'm saying because we're in relationship. So I speak this to your marriage and I speak this to your job and I speak this even to how you relate to the things in your life, your car, your house, your apartment, um, your bike, your boat, <clears throat> uh, your schedule, uh, particularly in this season, maybe your distancing. Love your neighbor. Now that's political on my end because I want you to wear a mask if you're around somebody. So let me back off of that for a minute. Let me just say, Let's all do some social distancing in every aspect of our beings, not just in the words that we say. Let's pay attention more to our delivery, to how what we are putting out is being received. That is a big revelation word epiphany for me right now. Um, giving out so much with so much goodwill and not being much of a packager. I haven't done I haven't done a lot of makeup in life. I haven't done a lot of packaging. I love beauty. I love comfort. I love offering hospitality. I love all of that. That's a little bit different. 
But when it comes to like, you know, packing up a word, I've pretty much just given it. And I think by the brilliance of the Lord, I can see the value and even the the vitality, the importance and the compassion in reaching out to someone who might be available but might not know how, might not know how to come forward and giving somebody some space who needs it even space from your droplets because it could be a weapon if if they have a compromised immune system you know I don't know if I've mentioned to you before that I was being inducted into a group, a church group, and we were going to end our meeting. We had a church meeting. We were going to end it with having communion, and I don't even know how it came up, but somebody just mentioned something about them having some challenge with associating the wine with blood, with the blood of Jesus. And I can't tell you how dense I was at that time. I was like, well, but it's his life. Like, that's, jeez, you know? I'm like, really? It's funny that God's made me so sensitive. And he just started out with me being so dense, you know? And either he told me, I think it was him that told me, hey, some people have issues with father. Some people have not had, yeah, that's what it was. Some Somebody had an issue with communion and with associating the blood with Jesus and then the whole thing with the Father. And when I was like, I, in, inside, I'm like, I don't really get that at all. Well, I didn't get it because it wasn't me. It wasn't me. And I think it was the Lord that was like, hey, T, some people have had some pretty wonky experiences and a lot of pain. And so even taking communion, you know, is a, is a thing for them. They're like, I don't really want to do that, especially the way they talk about it, you know? And so here I have the text that says, eat my body, drink my blood. What's the problem? You know, it's Jesus. It's not this, it's that. If I care about someone, man, that changes everything. And that's frankly how I got into the work that I do. God's made me somebody who cares about hearts. He's opened hearts up to me, and he allows me to witness people heal. I think for myself in the area of offering a word online um, in social media, I'm, I think I'm on the cusp of learning something pretty powerful. Um, I will probably be doing some packaging, amen, just to help people digest what's, what's coming their way. Help them hear it. Help it benefit. That's always my thing. So this is no different. And for this woman, you know, bless her heart. I just have no doubt that pretty much all of our hearts really do love the Lord and, you know, really don't want to hurt, annoy, bother, confuse, frustrate. Nobody's trying to do that. And even if they were, if they maybe they had a Hatfield and McCoy and they've got their reasons. If they knew the people 
that they were growling at, they probably wouldn't do that. So I want to invite you, because you're the one that's listening. (laughs) You're listening. She's not listening yet, amen? Let's care. Let's care how we are out there. I think of, uh, what was that called? Hill Street Blues. I can see him now, that guy that used to say something like, hey, take care out there to the police that he was sending out to take care of the city. And I say to you, when you're out there among them and when you're in with yourself and your family and your friends, I'm not asking you to be on a tightrope and eggshells and no, 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 because you're one of those people, amen, that needs to be cared for. But let's care. Let's live lives that care more. Let's not proudly trample and stomp and kick. Um, Let's trust Jesus when he says that the least of these are folks that he is in. And let's be good to Jesus. Okay? You're worth it. I'm worth it. He's worth it. And they, whoever they are, they're worth it. He says so. Let's trust him. I love you and I thank you for this time.